The Nashville Predators just wrapped up their 2023 Southeast Rookie Showcase. The Predators went 0-3 in their prospect showcase games. We're going to talk today about what that tells us about the prospect pipeline. We'll hear from Carl Taylor, and we're going to discuss the players who impressed. All that's coming up on today's Locked On Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators podcast your first listen of the day. We are a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Of course, we want to start out giving a special shout out to our Locked On Predheads, our everydayers who tune in and join us to talk Nashville Predators hockey every day. So appreciate your time. Love spending a bit of your day with you. I am Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at InsideThePreds.com. I am usually joined by my partner in crime, Nick Morgan, but Nick is off today. Still, we have plenty that we're going to dive into and talk about. It's been a really busy weekend for the Nashville Predators and for the prospects in the system. They just this morning wrapped up the 2023 Southeast Rookie Showcase. Predators went 0-3 in, in their game, so we're going to take a look at what that tells us and what's our takeaway from this showcase when it comes to the prospects in the pipeline. We're also going to dive in and talk to about some of the players who really stood out, but first, let's take a minute and just do a quick rundown of the action from the weekend. Now, the Southeast Rookie Showcase took place in Estero, Florida. Four teams participated. Of course, the Predators prospects were there. Also had Tampa Bay, Florida Panthers, and the Carolina Hurricanes. Each of the teams came in and uh, played the other three teams. Nashville 0-3 in their games here at the Prospect Showcase. Let's uh, break down each of those games, kind of talk about what happened, and then what are we going to take away from this experience? Uh, first game for the Nashville Predators uh, was against the Tampa Bay Lightning Prospects. This was a 4-3 loss for the Nashville Predators. Kind of an interesting game. Predators got out to a two-goal lead. Tampa Bay came back uh, with four unanswered goals. Kind of one of the big storylines of this first prospect games was a number of penalties that the Predators committed. Spent a lot of time in the sin bin looking for snacks, of which there are never any. Um, but a lot of stick penalties, some hooks, some tripping, that kind of thing. Not entirely unexpected. You have to remember a lot of these prospects, this is their first time really getting out onto the ice. You've got Barry Trotz there. You've got Carl Taylor watching. You've got Scott Nickel there. They're really wanting to be aggressive um, to put their best foot forward, really showcase their game. And so, you know, I think a little bit of nerves went into all of those penalties that they ended up committing Interesting uh, highlight from that 4-3 loss against Tampa Bay was Joachim Kamel, somebody we're going to talk about a little later in uh, this podcast. Scored twice, got a power play goal uh, towards uh, the end of the game. So 
kind of a, an interesting performance for Joachim Kamel in that first game. But again, 4-3 loss to Tampa Bay. This was a game that really could have gone either way, and that's something that could be said about each of their other two losses. Second game was against the Florida Panthers. And friends, if I had to have one word to describe this game, it would be spicy. I don't know what was said about somebody's mama before these two teams took the ice, but this game was spicy from puck drop. Ended up spilling over into the game. Two fights, Kaylin Lind and Jack Mateer each at different times dropped the gloves and served five-minute fighting penalties. Um, but just a, a physical, spicy game from both teams uh, in, in their second game. This was a 4-2 to two loss. The Predators had goals from Tanner Mullendyke, first-round draft pick from this season, and Kevin Wall, who is a former Penn State player. Y'all know I'm going to give a shout-out to the Penn State players, being a Pennsylvania girl. They each had... Um, goals for the Nashville Predators. But again, this was a game that was sort of marked by penalties. One of the improvements that we saw, and it was something that Carl Taylor was looking for, is that I think Nashville did a better job keeping a consistent momentum. When there were shifts in the score, the Predators didn't kind of drop in energy and, and have to pull themselves back out. So we saw a little bit better job controlling momentum. But again, my goodness, for a rookie showcase game, this was spicy. And I think out of the entire showcase, out of all of the games, uh, Matir and Lind were the only ones and who they who they fought. Let me be clear, those two fights uh, were the only fights in the rookie showcase. So very spicy game, 4-2 loss against the, against the Panthers. The final game this morning, puck dropped at 9 a.m., God bless, against the Carolina Hurricanes. This, uh, another game, could have gone either way, a 3-2 to two loss. Kind of a weird quirk to this game in the sense that Carolina scored their three goals. Those goals each came within like a minute of the start of the period. So really quick early goal off of a kind of a misplayed puck that went in less than a minute into the first. Kind of the same thing happened in the second and the third. Um, Predators really did a good job generating some offensive chances, just really couldn't close them out. They had a fantastic chance. They had pulled Yaroslav Askarov late in the game. Um, we're playing six on five. Reed Schaefer had a really great opportunity from the slot, just exactly what you want to see created. Uh, couldn't quite finish on it, but some really good offensive chances. Still a few penalties, um, but... Again, this is, you know, a prospect showcase. These are guys who are going to be playing with a little bit more nerves, a little bit more edge to their game. So not altogether unexpected. I saw a couple comments um, on, on social media about the prospect showcase, especially after uh, the first game where I said there was a lot of penalties. It was maybe a little bit sloppy. And frustrated with what they saw, frustrated with the with the quality of the hockey that they saw. And then, you know, you finish the showcase and you've got the Predators going 0-3 coming out of this prospect showcase. And, and so, you know, you got to ask yourself, what does this say about the Predators pipeline? What does this say about the season ahead for the Milwaukee Admirals who were so good last year getting to the Western Conference Finals in the AHL? Here's what this tells us about that. Here's what this says about that. 
next to nothing. This is next to nothing, y'all, about the quality of the prospects. This says next to nothing about what we're going to see from Milwaukee. This really doesn't tell us a ton about what we should take away um, about the quality of players in the pipeline. So everybody take a breath. These were... Um, practices against other colored jerseys in a lot of ways. Not to say that the Predators players and the staff didn't want to go in there and go 3-0. They did. And, and they're going to be disappointed coming home 0-3. But they got from this showcase what they needed. They got looks at these young players. They got to see some players building chemistry. They got to see improvement over these three games in areas that they wanted to see. So that's something to really... Um, take heart in. Carl Taylor um, talked to the media after the first game and, and just sort of explained his philosophy on what they were looking for from the players. This is what he had to say. We want them to make mistakes. We're not worried. We want to win the game in the moment. Obviously, at the end of the game, we had lots of good looks to try to tie it up. Uh, we're going to try to win every game we play here, but it's more about the guys understanding how we want to play, what the differences are, what Bruno is looking for, what we're trying to implement so when they hit camp, they're ready to roll. So, you know, yes, you want to win these games. Yes, you want to come in and you want your prospects to show off and you you want to walk away. You know, the Carolina Hurricanes walked out three and out. That's what the Predators wanted to do. But this is also where you want to see these kids make these mistakes. You know, you want to give them the opportunity to play their game, to put themselves out there and see what they can do. So don't be discouraged, Predators fans. This is a pipeline packed with talent. You were looking at six first round draft picks. You've got some really quality players in all of the positions coming along. I think it's going to be a really exciting season in Milwaukee. So take heart and don't take too much away from how this prospect showcase played out. Now, of course, these players are coming back home, getting ready to jump into training camp. Coming up, we're going to talk about a few of the players from this showcase weekend, um, what we saw from them and what this may mean for them going into Predators training camp next week. And also, what does this mean for their season coming up? We're going to talk about that in just a minute. But first, want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Several years ago, my husband and I were traveling overseas. I ended up getting very sick. There was no doctor available. So I was kind of left just to have to power through. I may do with whatever over-the-counter medication I could understand and find until I could get home. Jace Medical knows it doesn't have to be that way. That's why they offer something called the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use, and it gives you peace of mind so that you're not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical, make sure you have the medication in hand. And look, Jace Medical is so simple. They handle everything. They do an online evaluation, then they handle the licensed pharmacy medication delivery, and they're available for ongoing consultation and care, so you don't have to be caught unprepared. Prepared. You can save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical. Plus, you can get an additional $20 off by using our code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout at jacemedical.com. 
So the Predators just finished up their rookie prospect showcase. Um, again, went 0-3. But take heart, friends. There were a lot of good things to come from this. And we're going to talk about some of the good performances that we saw this weekend from the rookies. Uh, we've talked results. Let's talk players and it would be insane for us to start anywhere else but with Joachim Kimmel, my friends. This is a player who just has not ceased to impress uh, from the moment that he got here. Joachim Kimmel came to play uh, 14 regular season games at the end of the season for the Milwaukee Admirals after he finished up in Finland. He also went on and played 14 postseason games uh, in the Admirals' long postseason run. In those playoff games, Joachim Kamel scored eight goals and 10 points. Um, and here is what is most exciting about what we saw from him in the prospect showcase. It's that Joachim Kamel is starting where he left off. You know, granted, Milwaukee Admirals players had kind of a shortened offseason. They were playing through the first week of June. But he has picked up right where he left off. You are still seeing this incredible shot. You're seeing him make really smart offensive plays. You're seeing him looking for opportunities to create space um, and, and to get the puck on net. He had two goals in his first game against Tampa Bay, which was a really impressive outing. Wicked one-timer from the circle. There is so much power on his shot. Uh, and, and it's something that we're going to dive into a little bit later as we look at these prospects closer, getting into their time in Milwaukee or wherever you know they're going to end up. But again, Joachim Kamel really picking up where he left off. And this is a player that we have talked about on here as being somebody to keep an eye on. Like this is a guy who with a little bit more experience, remember he's only had 28 games of North American hockey under his belt um, before this rookie showcase. But this is somebody with a little bit more experience could be a potential call up for Nashville next season. Here's what I would say after this rookie showcase is Joachim Kamel making a case for starting the season in Nashville? Love this kid. Love his game. I've been super impressed with him. Not sure I would have maybe gone that far, but what we saw from him in this showcase makes him a very intriguing player to watch at, at training camp. Good news is this is somebody who can marinate in Milwaukee this season, and it's going to do nothing but make him better. But Gonna keep an eye on Kamel at training camp because look, if this is somebody who can come in and play well against NHL caliber defenders like Roman Yossi, you know, Ryan McDonough, if he can kind of hold his own there, or if his play is elevated playing with somebody like Colton Sissons, you know, if you see him being able to pick up the game speed with somebody like that, I don't know. Like, is there potential for Kamel to make it out, out, of, out of the gate in Nashville? I think it would be a stretch, but I'm saying it's, it's looking more and more intriguing after his performance at the Rookie Showcase. So probably the highlight player out of Nashville for this weekend was Joachim Kamel. 
want to shout out Spencer Stasny. I don't want to beat that dead horse. I know that uh, Nick and I did an episode last week where we talked extensively about Stasny. Go and check that one out. One of my favorite uh, young players uh, from Milwaukee last season had a great showcase. He sat out one of the games. He was a healthy scratch one of the games, but had a great showcase. Two other defenders that I thought were really interesting to watch um, were Jack Mateer and Luke Prokop. Now, these are two players that are finishing up their junior careers. They are coming into the pros. So this probably feels a little different. They've had experience at development camps and rookie camps. This is not their first rookie showcase, but it's a little bit different chapter for these two players. And it was interesting to see what they did with their opportunities this weekend. You're looking at two big boys. Luke Prokop, 6'6", 220 pounds. And it was interesting, um, Prokop made some comments uh, last season that he really was disappointed not to have made it into the AHL last season. He was really hopeful and was disappointed. He spent eight games in the ECHL. Then he went and joined the Seattle Thunderbirds um, and, look, made the most of his opportunity. 43 regular season games, four goals, 21 points. He was a plus 38 defensively. And uh, the Thunderbirds went, you know, just had such a successful postseason run. They won the WHL championship, played 19 playoff games, and Pro Cup ended up with a goal and five points. So a really good season of growth for him. This is somebody whose experience last season may have been disappointing, but he did the you know, he he did what he needed to do with the opportunity that he had. Um, and I think that this is really important. He wants to make this Milwaukee roster. You know, he could spend time in the ECHL. And things are a little bit tricky defensively with Milwaukee because, you know, you have players like Stasny, Willsby, you have Mark Delgaiso. You've got some depth defensively. So how this season shakes out for Prokop and Matir, it will be interesting to see. But I think that he did a good job in the showcase, um, really showing what he brings to the game. Not the most dynamic playmaker, but what was really nice about Prokop is that he was very solid and very steady. He made the smart plays from the blue line. He didn't try to do too much. He didn't try to overreach. He also didn't underperform, but he just made smart plays um, for, for the defense. And so I really liked that from Luke Prokop. I'm very interested to see how his training camp goes, what we can uh, see from him. The other one was Jack Mateer, another big boy, 6'5", 200 pounds. This is somebody who uses his body uh, to make defensive plays, and we saw that throughout this rookie showcase. Um, coming off of his best season with the Ottawa 67s, just incredible season for Jack Mateer. Played 58 games, 13 goals, 49 points, was a plus 40 uh, in the postseason, played 11 games, had six points. Just want to give a shout out to this. If you are somebody who loves backstory, who loves to understand the storylines off the ice and what goes into uh, the locker room and, and what goes into a successful career, you need to go and check out this amazing docu-series called Between Barber Poles. Season two is the most recent season. Jack uh, Mateer is featured in this and it covers the Ottawa 67's amazing season last season. So check that out. Total side note, 
shameless plug. I get no money for it, but really great. And it gives you a glimpse of what the 67s were able to do last season and, and what Jack Mateer did. Really surprising to see in the showcase, Jack Mateer dropped the gloves, which the mom and me was like, put those back on and talk it out, my friend. Um, but really played well. He created some good offensive opportunities in this tournament when he got into the mix. Um, I thought, again, used his body well defensively. This is a player to keep an eye on. Again, we're looking at how is he going to fit into the Milwaukee Admirals with what they have defensively. Liked what we saw from him as well in this. Um, we're going to talk about coming up a couple of the players that we saw in Nashville, how their tournament went. And then I want to talk a little bit about young players in the NHL, not just Nashville Predators players, but some other players and how I think they're changing the game of hockey. We're going to do that in just a minute. But first, I want to let you know today's episode is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Look, the Titans got their first win of the season in overtime. And look, if that's got you feeling very optimistic about football, it's time to uh, get in on the sports betting action. You can snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on them in on the action. This app is easy to use, a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, all kinds of things you can get in on. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to kick off the NFL season. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get in on all the action. So Southwest Rookie Showcase has wrapped up. I uh, want to talk just real quick about a couple of the players that we saw in the NHL last season and how they did. Yaroslav Askarov played one game for the Predators. He played well in net, had five periods uh, in net, sat out one of the games, and then uh, just played two periods in the first game. Really played well in net, um, showed that he is somebody who's going to play the puck. He's going to be in and out of the net came up with some really big saves. So it was great to see him uh, do as well as he did. Luke Evangelista generated great offensive chances. Uh, thought he had some quality opportunities. Didn't finish on them like I, I'm sure he would have liked. Um, really liked, though, what we saw from Evangelista at the Rookie Showcase. It's going to be interesting to see what does his game look like in training camp. Another player like Kamel to keep an eye on in training camp. When he gets with some other line mates, what's that going to do? Again, liked what we saw from Spencer Stasny. Not going to beat that dead horse, but liked what we saw from him in the showcase. Igor Afanasyev was a little bit quiet in this uh, tournament, which which I would have liked to have seen a little bit more from him. But again, this tournament, it, it's a little bit tricky when you've got all of these players coming in that haven't played together and everybody's kind of trying to do a little bit more. Um, not super concerned about that. Um, interested again to see like where does he pick up in the uh, in training camp after being you know in the NHL and getting some games under his belt. So those were kind of the the players that I thought uh, that we've seen in the NHL and how they did. So what's coming up next? We've got training camp, y'all. It is almost time. Training camp begins on Wednesday with team meetings. 
Preds are going to be doing their physicals that day. They're going to take the ice for practice beginning on Thursday. Remember, uh, practices are open to the public, but they are at Ford Ice Center Bellevue instead of Centennial for most of training camp. So that is uh, where you'll find the Predators if you want to check out some in-person practices. This is where the rubber is going to meet the road for these prospects. So they played against these other prospects in the showcase now they're going to go up against the NHL players and with NHL experience. So what is that going to tell us? How are they going to do against top defensemen? How are they going to do given the opportunity to play with Philip Forsberg or maybe Ryan O'Reilly? This is going to be really interesting. So what do we want to see from them? The most important thing that I think Carl Taylor and Barry Trotz and Andrew Brunette are looking for from these young prospects is continued improvement got to start where you left off. And this is something Carl Taylor talked with me about when it came to Yaroslav Askarov and what he wants to see this season from him. Learned a lot, grew a lot. Now start from where you left off and build on it. You want to stack your experience. And they're going to be looking for, the, for that from all of these uh, Predators prospects from Evangelista and Afanasiev that they saw in the NHL to the prospects that they're just getting a look at these first round draft picks. So want to see them make continued improvement, continue to get better. The other thing they're going to be watching and that's going to be really interesting is how are these young players going to hold up physically? You are looking at a very different pace playing against players like you know, Philip Forsberg or Luke Shen. Um, so how are they going to do with a higher level of physicality, a faster pace? You know, these young players coming in are just learning. How do I do this as a professional? How do I eat? How do I sleep? How do I off ice train? How do I recover as a professional athlete? Now they've been through this showcase now they're going to be jumping into training camp. How are they going to be holding up physically? So that's something to definitely keep an eye on. Uh, ones that I'm going to be watching, Kamel. This is going to be huge, y'all. This can be a very interesting training camp. Maybe one of the most interesting storylines going into training camp. Spencer Stasny, again, Luke Evangelista. And how is Askarov going to do in training camp, facing some shots from uh, some of these top NHL guys? One of the things I want to do before we wrap up this episode of Locked on Preds is, is, you know, we've spent all this time talking about the young Predators prospects. And I want to finish up by giving a shout out to some of these young hockey players. Um, I really like what the young hockey players are doing for this sport. You know, covering rookie camp and the rookie showcase, a couple of things I've really noticed that impressed me uh, in talking with Spencer Stasny. One of the things that he mentioned in, you know, kind of in passing of, of things that he is mindful of is recovery and, and nutrition and sleep. But he also mentioned his mental health, like, you know, keeping up with my mental health. So encouraging to hear these young players understand that that is a part of being a professional athlete. That's a part of being a, an adult. Um, but I love hearing them embrace that as a very comfortable phrase, as a comfortable topic of conversation, as an important part of their game. And I think that there is a, a, a page turning and I like that when I hear these young players say, look, I'm, it's important to me to take care of my mental health. So I loved that. Yaroslav Askarov, 
This is a young, young guy who is unapologetically himself. He is exuberant. He has so much personality, you know, he is just, he is just delightful, but I love that he's not afraid to just be who he is. You know, he, he talked about that. Like you, you've got to be who you are and you're going to have haters. You're going to have people who love you, but just be who you are. And I love that we're seeing more personality from these young players too, that are coming into the sport saying, look, this is just who I am. Um, this is who I am on ice, off ice. And I don't feel like I need to tone it down or make more of myself than there is. I, I love the authenticity that we're seeing from some of these players. The final thing that I want to say, and, and I'm not going to get into this because this is a layered story, but, you know, the biggest story in hockey over the weekend was the firing of Mike Babcock. Um, don't want to get into all the details. Be sure, you know, if you want to learn about it, look it up. But he was let go because apparently asked to look at some pictures on phones and there were young players that really weren't comfortable with some of the conversations whether it was about how that was phrased or what was done, I don't know. And I'm not going to speculate on it. But here's what I've seen in the online dialogue. Um, these young players spoke up and said, look, there's something in this work situation that I'm not comfortable with. And that's a hard thing to do. It's a hard thing to do in any job. It's an especially hard thing to do when you are clawing your way to being a professional athlete. And that is a hard road. And I love that these young players are speaking up and saying, this is how I want my work environment to be. Of course, you are going to hear people saying, hey, now hockey players are going soft and you got to be able to take grief from your coach and this and that. Look, this sport is not getting soft. You know, Kaylin Lind is not going to let hockey get soft. This young player, not soft. Um, I don't have any worries about hockey getting soft. What I love to see is that young players are embracing new things. They're embracing mental health. They're embracing personality. They're speaking up and saying this work environment makes me uncomfortable. And I like what we're seeing because this is the generation that's going to keep things moving ahead in hockey. And it is not going to make this sport soft, y'all. So all of that to say, it has been a big weekend for young players in hockey, been a big, big weekend for the Nashville Predators prospect. Like what we saw, looking forward to what we are going to see from the Predators prospects and the veterans in a very different looking training camp. All that's coming up this week. Training camp again kicks off Wednesday. I will be at training camp bringing you updates and information. So make sure you're following the podcast at LO underscore Predators for all of the training camp news. Of course, Nick is going to be back. We're going to jump in and do our some player predictions this week. Who is going to perform well? Who may struggle? We're going to dive into all that this week here at Locked on Predators. In the meanwhile, you can follow me at InsideThePreds.com. You can uh, follow me on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it, uh, at Ann K underscore Mama on Ice. You can uh, find all of my coverage there. And again, we're going to be back here at Locked on Predators tomorrow. We're back five days a week, y'all. We're going to be diving into player previews and getting you ready for training camp. Looking forward to that. Thanks for joining us at uh, Locked on Predators today. Hope you have a great day. We'll be back tomorrow.